Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn what the Perseverance rover taught us about the Jezero crater on Mars and how augmented reality could help people cure their fear of spiders. Let's satisfy some curiosity. When NASA chose Jezero Crater as the landing site for the Perseverance rover, they did it for a good reason. Scientists had seen hints that this dusty canyon was once a massive lake, and where there was water, there may have been life. Perseverance has been taking pictures of its surroundings since it landed in February, and scientists think that these pictures show conclusive evidence that Jezero Crater was indeed a huge body of water, and one with a pretty dramatic past. Here's why scientists thought Jezero Crater might have been a lake. Running water, like in the flow of a river, carries silt along for the ride. When a river meets a lake, all that silt builds up into layers of sediment in a distinctive fan shape. Scientists recognized this fan shape in parts of the Jezero Crater from images captured in orbit around the planet. So, Perseverance went to investigate. The new images from Perseverance showed details of the sediment. Because of the layering and the slope of the outcroppings, scientists concluded that they were formed by flowing water, rather than wind or another geological process. They also found smoothed boulders nearby, inside the crater. They figured that these boulders must have been drawn downstream by strong currents from flash floods, and then smoothed by millennia of underwater erosion. Sediments from the ancient lake bed might show evidence of life, maybe even small fossils. Perseverance has 38 empty tubes that it can use to collect samples, which will be cached on the planet for safekeeping. NASA hopes a future mission will be able to bring them back home so that scientists can analyze them in detail. But for now, scientists plan to analyze these samples remotely. The view on Mars 3.7 billion years ago would have been really different from the dry and dusty crater that Perseverance landed in. At the time, Mars had an atmosphere, and its temperature was much warmer. And Jezero Crater? It would have been absolutely full of water. At some point, there was a dramatic shift in the planet's climate, and the lake was replaced by a desert. Mars's atmosphere disappeared, and the planet lost its liquid water. Scientists are still trying to figure out exactly what happened. But these new observations will help build the foundation for a comprehensive history of our neighboring planet. Mars, not Venus. Right. In case anybody... Wasn't listening at all to any of that. (laughs) There's an app for everything nowadays, from guitar tuning to faking an excuse to get off the phone. And now there's an app to help people confront their fear of spiders. Now, somewhere between 3 and 15% of people develop a phobia over the course of their lives. That ranges from clowns and crowds to snakes and spiders. But even though a phobia can make daily living difficult, a lot of people don't seek help. And that's because the most effective treatment method for phobias is exposure therapy, which is literally facing your fear. And that is terrifying. No thank you. So as a compromise, there's been a lot of progress made in virtual reality or VR exposure therapy. And that's great. But VR headsets are expensive, and they can come with nausea-inducing side effects. So this type of therapy hasn't been super successful. Swiss scientists are hopeful that augmented reality, or AR, is a better bet. That's where digital images are superimposed on real surroundings through your phone's camera, 
just like they are in Pokemon Go. So these researchers created an app called Phobis that exposes arachnophobes to spiders using augmented reality. It starts off with a fear assessment. The app overlays a 3D spider on whatever your phone's camera is pointing at, and the spider starts to walk around. Afterward, you rate how scared and disgusted you felt. Over time, you complete nine treatment levels that require different interactions with the virtual spider. Things like getting close to the spider, superimposing it on your hand, and even walking through a group of spiders. After each level, you rate how much fear and disgust you feel on a scale of 0 to 10, and you can only advance to the next level after you've achieved a rating of 4 or below. Researchers ran a two-week clinical trial of the app with 66 participants, and half of the group got to use the app, and the other half didn't. They all had some fear of spiders, but about half the group was clinically phobic. Before and after using the app, each participant had to see how close they could get to a real spider in a clear box, and then rate their level of fear and disgust. And participants who used the app got a lot closer to the boxed spider than those who didn't, and they felt less afraid and disgusted afterward. While AR exposure therapy is probably easier with a spider phobia than it is with, say, the fear of the dentist, the study represents an interesting new path forward for exposure therapy. And if you have a fear of spiders, you might want to try out the Phobis app. The spiders aren't real, but your relief definitely could be. And this story is not sponsored. We're just talking about it because it's cool. Correct. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that scientists now have evidence that Jezero Crater was once a massive lake. Photos taken by the Perseverance rover showed sediment patterns that suggest they were formed by flowing water, and boulders in the crater appear to have been smoothed by millennia of underwater erosion. And this is a good sign that sediment samples might contain evidence of life, even if that life is long gone now. And if you remember us talking about noctilucent clouds on Earth, those wispy clouds that appear right at sunrise and sunset that kind of glow, apparently Mars has similar clouds. We're not really sure that they glow or not, but basically Mars has these small wispy clouds made of water ice or frozen carbon dioxide, also known as dry ice. I mean, they're, they're really rare, but yeah, they're similar to noctilucent clouds here on Earth because you can only see them after sunset. Except you can only see those on Mars. True. True. So you'd have to be there after sunset. Yeah. And I feel like Mars after sunset, from every Mars movie I've seen, that's no good. You got to be inside. It's really cold. <laughs> good tip. And we learned that there's an augmented reality app designed to cure people's fear of spiders. It's called Phobus, and it superimposes a 3D spider on whatever your phone's camera is viewing. And over nine levels, that experience gets more and more intense. Researchers found that people who used the app felt less afraid and disgusted after encountering a real spider than those who didn't use the app. That shows promise for augmented reality exposure therapy in the future. I have this whole thing in the script right here about how we do not have a business relationship with the Phobis app. They did not sponsor the story. They did not sponsor this episode. But Ashley <laughs> already covered that. But I still will reiterate that we ran this story because it's promising research that expands access to exposure therapy, like Ashley said. And it could lead to more research on how we could use AR for other fears. 
But I also want to mention, I did look at the Phobos app and it does not have stellar reviews on the Google Play Store. So I read the reviews and from what I can tell, there's a low rating because the app was designed with a very specific audience in mind because the app's designers have left comments on several reviews and in multiple reviews, they say, quote, Phobos is designed for people with a high fear of spiders, offering a low cost option to start or continue facing your fear of spiders, unquote. So I just say this to maybe temper your expectations and check it out if spiders are a real problem for you, not just like a mild nuisance. Yeah, good point. I don't want you wonderful listener to tap on a link in our show notes and be like, why are they linking to an app with like one and a half stars? Well, you know. It reminds me of whenever I'm going to buy anything computer related from a website and it has low reviews, you have to read the reviews. Right. Because sometimes if it's like a router, especially a bunch of people will leave negative reviews because they're like, I didn't understand how to set it up or I didn't understand how to configure it. But if it's like kind of an advanced level router that you need a lot of technical knowledge to set up, which I have like maybe, you know, I don't have a very low level of technical knowledge, so I can I can handle that kind of stuff for people like me. It's like, great. It works correctly if you understand how to configure it. But to the average person that just wants to pick it up, plug it in, hit a button and have it go like it's not for them. So so reading reviews is really helpful in understanding why it has a low or high rating. And uh, I would encourage anybody to do that, especially as they get ready for holiday shopping season. Well, I can also share some context about bad reviews on mental health apps because uh, I once wrote a video about mental health apps and like which ones are it, well, like whether any of them are really backed by science and the ones that are are plagued with like really old interfaces and they're not really well designed because they were more designed with like the science in mind. And like we just wanted to do a thing and we don't really care about it being a good product. And also, you know, by the time that they have verified it and made sure that it actually works, you know, a bunch of other apps have like updated two, three, four times and they're just like, no, I have. Here's my thing. Here is my app. It is <laughs> it is perfect. And, uh, you know, it's not really what you expect when you just download something from the app store. So, yeah, temper your expectations for things that are actually evidence based. It's like the Amazon smart speaker flash briefing skill where you can add curiosity daily to your flash briefing and the very first day we launched it, the very first day, there was an issue where it would play multiple episodes in a row. And we got a one star review that day. And I fixed the issue within eight hours of publishing the app. And that one star review was there forever. <laughs> they didn't change it. I replied to it. You can't message people to leave reviews. Yeah. There's just a blight on our reputation forever because of a temporary problem that was immediately fixed. Oh. We're on to bigger and better things. That was three years ago. No, we're not. I haven't gotten over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. Today's writers were Brianna Brownell and Steffi Drucker. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. You know what to do, and that's leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or, you know, wherever. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Thank you.